When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, this is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is Ask Me Anything, but before we get into it, let's go ahead and uh, get the housekeeping out of the way. Uh, Please go to YouTube. I'm figuring it out. Trust me, I know. So watch the videos there. I will get things up, I promise. I'm just trying to figure out what I need to do. Now that I have a whole lot of more time on my hands because I hurt myself at work, so I'm going to have a lot of time to figure out what I need to do. So uh, get ready for some stuff. Go to YouTube, subscribe, like that, uh, watch the videos there. Also go to the social media aspect of it, which is uh, the Michigan Maniac Ah, the Michigan Maniac Podcast fan page on Facebook, and then also the Michigan Maniac uh, Podcast uh, Instagram. Uh, also, follow me on Twitter. I want to start doing a lot more with that as well. Uh, I'm 43, man. Twitter, yeah, it seems like a lot. It really does. I'll be honest. I like doing the live tweeting of the games. Uh, actually, the one with Ohio State was just... Uh, gut wrencher so i stopped like halfway through but i oh. so yeah check me out on twitter uh michigan mania podcast you find me there um a few promos people all right uh if you guys want a free sticker now this is one of the more popular promotions i have well it was the only one for a while uh go to the michigan maniac podcast uh face uh facebook fan page Leave a review there, or go to the Michigan, or go to iTunes, Apple Podcast, same thing, and leave a review. Then hit me up on the DM, either on Twitter or on uh, Instagram. Give me your full name, your address, and what platform you left it on, and I will send you out a free sticker. Pretty darn awesome. Also, uh, whoever gets the most people on Twitter to uh, follow me and then tag your Twitter handle in a DM to me. I will count up all the names and at January 1st I'll give out a free t-shirt. Now that's up to the first five people with the most that do that. Alright? Well, you know, let's see if there's anything else I'm thinking of here. Nope, that's really about it, guys. So uh, let's get going. This is Ask Me Anything. Um, so the first question comes from Gabe. Gabe is a constant uh, question guy, which I appreciate. So here we go. Uh, what's your opinion on playing Bama? I've got a feeling we're going to get a few of these today, and I, uh, I think I have a lot to say about this. So what's your opinion about playing Bama? Do you feel we have a shot to win this? Would you rather play Bama with Tua in or out? I personally want this matchup because I want to see where we are at looking past Ohio State. Uh, so how do I feel? Well, 
I don't, you know, I don't know, man. I'll be honest. How do I feel after Bama? Now, let's take out how I feel right now. Let's just place it into perspective of is this game good for Michigan football? And it is. It is as good for Michigan football as it is dangerous for Michigan football. Because I don't care if Bama's ranked, what are they, 14th, 15th right now? I don't care if they're 15th, they're 1st, they're 2nd, they're 25th, not even ranked. An Alabama coach team by Saban is always a good win. It is always a good test. It is everything that you could want in a game because it gets all the hype that you could ever want. It could help with recruiting. And it also forces your team to be in the moment. Like this is as good of a as a playoff game as we can get for being a three loss team. Right? Because what was one of the big things that we always said? We want to be in the playoff. We want to be able to face good teams. Well, here it is. We're not in the playoff, but this at least shows the nation if we can if we can show up and beat Bama. We could show the nation and national recruits that that Ohio State thing is more of a mental hiccup for us than it is actually where the program's going, right? But here's where the dangerous part comes in. If we don't show up and we play like shit like we did last year against Florida, they're two different programs, two different scenarios. I get it. But I'm just saying if we lose again and get smacked down, then it only adds to the narrative of Harbaugh, or at least not even Harbaugh, more about Don Brown can't coach big against big-time offenses, Harbaugh chokes in bowl games, Harbaugh can't win in a top-15 team, Harbaugh blah, 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 fucking blah. So that's where it's the most dangerous, right? Um. So, yeah, I... As a fan, I'm nervous as fuck because I don't know which... I'll be honest. I don't know which which fucking defense is going to show up. I, however, have made a huge switch in what I've been thinking of on our offense. I think our offense will show up. Um, I have I have faith that uh, Shea Patterson is on his way. Uh, he understands this offense, and he's going to he's going to be there. He's going to show up. He's going to play well. Now I have no faith that our defense will show up, and I have no faith that our offensive, our, our wide receivers will catch. Outside of that, I think we'll be great because our running game should do well. Our offensive line should block very well if they can if they can eliminate Chase Young from that game. Then there is, I don't know, you know, our offensive line is fantastic, right? That they really were one of the bright spots. Um. I think Haskins, after seeing his mental mistakes in that Ohio State game, hopefully will improve from that. I don't know where DPJ is, where his thoughts are when it comes to catching the ball or choking or any of those things. I don't know where Tariq Black is on running short routes. Uh, Nico Collins, you know. So if all those players play, that's just assuming that they play. I'll get to that one in a minute. But, yeah, so I'm nervous. If our team shows up to play, I think it's great. So let's move on. Brad asks, uh, 
Do you think Michigan should give Chris Partridge a shot as a defensive coordinator or find somebody more proven against good teams? Now, I can't remember if I answered this one already or if this was. Anyways, well, hell, I'll just answer it anyway. Uh, I think we. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, I'm I'm going to assume that this Bama this Bama game is going to say a lot, or at least be a predictor of Don Brown's future with this team. I would say if Don Brown goes out and coaches and calls a absolute stinker of a bowl game against Bama, I would say uh, I would like to say I would say I uh, I would imagine that uh, Harbaugh. We'll have to move on from him. Uh, and who knows what this Boston College thing, will he go, will he not go? I don't even know if that's been settled yet. Um, but, yeah, I think if if Brown calls an awful game, I think it's uh, I think it's it's curtains for him. And, I yeah, if we're going to give somebody a job as the defense coordinator, I'd love to see Chris Partridge do it. I've heard he's amazing. I hear he's one of those up-and-coming coaches. And there's one thing I don't want us to be. I don't want us to be the Washington Redskins of uh, not uh, like not hiring or giving chances to your up-and-coming uh, like uh, assistant coaches. I mean, Kyle Shanahan and uh, McVay both were Washington Redskins assistant coaches. So I, I got a feeling I already answered this question before, but Brad, if you, I hadn't, I hope that answers it. And then another one Brad had was, what position do you feel need, Michigan needs to improve on in recruiting? Whew, that's a good one. Uh, well, I would assume we're making great strides with our offensive line. Some of the offensive line guys that we have recruited I think are going to be great, right? Where do we need to consistently uh improve on man i don't know cuz it's hard to say right you don't know where the all these recruits are coming up who they are how they're going to play all that kind of stuff so i don't know what our our weaknesses are i mean mozzie mozzie smith and chris hinton are going to be our defensive tackles going forward so where do they mix in Right, I mean, you could say Chris Hinton was one of the bright spots in that Ohio State game because he he constantly beat his offensive guy, but he just didn't play enough or whatever. But he was a bright spot in that game. I don't who knows what Mozzie Smith has, but we need to start backing that that position up. So I would have to say defensive defensive tackle. I mean, I would love I would love to see us get. Uh, I, more more speed I guess in the in the safety area but we got Morant coming in he kept his his uh agreement so I pff, trying to think I mean uh definitely cornerback we can always use five star four star cornerbacks I would like to see that but I don't know really I don't know enough about the recruiting and where we lack in that but I saw on the field where we lack and I guess outside linebacker with Jordan Glasgow going, we need to get some people in there. But, you know, I don't know who lacks in or who's really good in the ones coming up. So I don't know where we need to improve. Um, so that was probably the worst worst possible answer to that question. But I have no clue. 
because I know what positions we need to get better at constantly. So maybe we need to recruit those all the time. Quarterback, running back, uh, wide receiver, get a defensive tack, get more defensive tackles, defensive ends, you know, things like that. I mean, I guess that's too vanilla, but what you got? Sorry, Brad, on that one. Um, so let's go. Dylan says, who you got? Ohio State, Clemson, uh, LSU, or Oklahoma? Second question, no way Clemson blanks the Suckeye team like they did last time. Well, Dylan, 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 uh, yeah, you know, I, I definitely got LSU. Uh, I got LSU, and to be quite honest, I, I think it's funny that Ohio State wanted to beat us to keep their their number one ranking, right? And then they lay an egg in the first half of the Big Ten title game, and then they barely beat uh, Wisconsin. Well, you know, barely beat, whatever. They barely beat Wisconsin, and then that drops them to number two based off of how dominant LSU looked against Georgia, and they get Clemson, the one team they didn't want to play to begin with. Uh, I actually thought Oklahoma presented a great challenge against Ohio State based off of how well we did offensively in the like the RPO game against that defense that passing that passing defense can be had against Ohio State we kind of proved it I mean Shea had 305 yards passing and there were like eight drops you know Jalen Hurts and CD Lamb I think his name is Dear God, they can eat Ohio State up. So I was kind of excited to see what that matchup was going to be. So I kind of wanted Ohio State to stay there. But I think Clemson uh, Clemson provides a fantastic challenge to Ohio State because they have amazing defensive tackles. Their defensive line may be one of the best in the nation, right? They, they have good talent on the outside in their cornerbacks, aggressive safeties, and big and fast linebackers. Then you've got the one-two punch of Etienne and Sunshine in the backfield there. Uh, I think the... Man, that's, that's... I'll be honest, dude, this might be the one of the best playoff years uh, maybe since its inception, I think. Because I think they're going to be both classics. Uh, I think that... I'm going to pick Clemson because I refuse to ever pick Ohio State to win anything. So I'll pick Clemson, and then I'll pick LSU. And that LSU-Oklahoma thing may be like 74-60. It's going to be one hell of a fucking game. Because LSU had a hard time against Ole Miss, and Ole Miss's quarterback is Johnny Rice Plumley. Uh, if you don't know who he is, look him up. He is electric. That kid, once he gets... Uh, once he He's a true freshman, by the way. Once he... Uh, finely tunes his accuracy for quarterback, and then now under Lane Kiffin, um, holy crap! That's a Heisman. That's a Heisman candidate right there. And he and he ate up LSU's defense. So Jalen Hurts has you know knows LSU because he was with Bama. I can see him really doing a fantastic job there as well. So it's going to be one hell of a game. I always say it's LSU Clemson. In the final, and I only pick LSU to win it all. I still, I just don't think there's anybody better than Joe Burrow right now, and I just think LSU will make the plays down the road defensively. Because even though they are 
they allow some bigger plays. They can also be very uh, opportunistic. So we'll go with that. I'm going to say LSU, but I think that Clemson-Ohio State game is going to be close too. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to be fan they're going to be two very exciting first round games. Awesome, and I mean, to be quite honest, those games may even be better than the national title game. So, and yeah, no, there's no way Clemson blanks Ohio State this time. Unless Ohio State completely shits the bed. I mean, Wisconsin really kind of showed what a defense could do to slow down Ohio State. And Clemson has a much more high-powered offense than Wisconsin. So there's no worry about slowing down. So if you have an offense like Clemson and a good defense like that, maybe you could blank them. I don't know. I I still think it's going to be exciting. But I'm going to pick LSU Clemson. Um, let's see. Austin sends in. After watching the Wolverines uh, pour outing against Louisville, do you believe oh, this basketball question? Do you think that this is who they are in big games, or will they? Are they? Ah, do you? Okay. Blah. All right. Let's do this over. Do you think that is who they are in big games, or were they just exhausted from too many games in a row? In the Atlantic, the Atlanta Challenge, or whatever that thing was called, um, I think they were young kids who were on a roll, and they were in a tournament. And I just think I don't think that's true. I don't think that was a very true uh, representation of who they are. Because to give you an idea, they shot like pure and utter dookie. I mean, one hundred percent dookie. They were fifteen for fifty-eight. 15, they couldn't get, I mean, I had a better chance of making shots, right? 15 for 58, that's like a 25% field goal percentage. I think they were 3 out of 19, and uh, 3 pointers, like, that's 15. You can't shoot that low and expect to beat a team like was, uh, Louisville. But here's the here's the thing, it's not like Louisville was shooting the lights out in that. I mean, Louisville, I wrote these down just, uh, Louisville shot for uh, uh, oh field goal percentage they only had 36% I mean they were 22 out of 60 so it's not like they were out there just killing it either 4 for 19 and 3 point 3 pointers so it's not like I said uh, if Michigan just get, just showed up offensively in that game we could have won that game I mean I think it was down to only 10 points with like six minutes left in the game or something like that Michigan had made somewhat of a run but when you can't make baskets who gives a shit you're not going to make it right I mean Louisville had something like 37 defensive uh, rebounds but we had 32 we both sucked on the offensive rebounded side we only had nine when John Teske can't get you I mean we have Teske Castleton I mean Brandon Johns Jr. If we if those three big boys can't get more than nine offensive rebounds, then we're going to have problems. But I don't think that's the case. I think it was they're a young team. They've they kind of maybe read their own press clippings, a little bit tired from the long journey, and then it was one of their true, really hard away games. Like yeah, you could say that the tournament wasn't in Ann Arbor, of course, and they were somewhere else, but so was the other team. But Louisville plays great at home. They're a solid team. And I, I think overall it wasn't that bad of a loss. 
I think it was just Michigan was ice fucking cold. Because as, as you saw, they came back against Iowa and lit it up, you know. I mean, they shot 55% from the field, 41% from three, and they hit 85% for three throws. Yeah, I mean, I they they held the well. Their turnovers were about nine. They had nine turnovers, but still not bad. Um, yeah, so I think it was just a blip. I think they're I think they're going to be a really good team. I think they're more surprising and better or better than what we thought they were going to be. Um, also, he says. Uh, also, with how great Ohio State looked against UNC in the Dean Dome, does this young Wolverine team lose one or both games this season to Ohio State? I think we probably, if anything, I haven't... Re- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Really seen Ohio State play, so... Uh, and UNC has... Can choke sometimes, you know. Uh, I don't know. I, I want to watch an Ohio State game before I say that, but... Like I say, I'm never going to pick Ohio State to ever beat us in anything. Uh, so yeah, no, I think we're going to sweep them. I, I we we beat them last year. I don't see them having much more talent than last year. Uh, we seem to be putting it all together just as well. So I, I think they're going to be classic battles, but I I think we'll pull it out. I really do. I think we'll win both of them. Uh, so let's go to Stevie. Stevie writes, "What are your thoughts about getting Bam in the bowl game?" Uh, like I said earlier. Uh, just revert back to that. Uh, thank you, Stevie. Oh, also, in the Citrus Bowl, which players, if any, will sit out? And we'll sit out for their draft stock. Okay, so, been thinking about that one a lot. And uh, there are a potential of 25 players that are either junior. Juniors, I think have a future in the NFL or players that are seniors that are going anyways, right? So those guys are either going to play or sit out because of the draft. We'll figure that out here in a minute. But there's 25 of them. Now, the ones I think that if I had to bet, see, in my opinion, I don't think there's going to be that many players sit out in this bowl game because it's Bama. Because it truly is a big game. It's it's not like Florida last year where we'd already played Florida so many times. We were just kind of bored with them. Uh, and it really was, it was just a who cares game. Like that, I really felt that's how Michigan approached that bowl game last year. And it showed because uh, Devin Bush got hurt early in that Ohio State game, I think. I wanted to sit out, rest, get get healthy, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of different key injuries last year that led to some of these guys sitting out, I think. Um, I think this they're going to want to play this game, right? So in my opinion, I don't think there's going to be many. But for the sake of argument, these are the players I think would sit out if, uh, if it came down to that. So out of the juniors, I really do believe that Nico Collins would probably sit out. Um... Let's see. 
Uh, DPJ, I think he's going to sit out. He's a junior as well. Metellus, I don't see him uh, sitting out. Even though, I mean, I do see him sitting out. Even though I believe he's one that needs to play a big game against Alabama because he looks so bad against Ohio State that I think he needs to show that he that was a fluke. And plus, he allowed that big game, that big pass play against Penn State. So there's a lot of questions about who he is as a player, as a safety, I would assume. So I would think he'd want to play, but it wouldn't shock me if he sat out. Lavert Hill, I think he'll sit. I think he would sit out as well. Um, he's had a great season. Not, nothing to really prove there. Like I said, I don't think any of these guys are going to sit out. But for the sake of this question, I'm that's these are the people I'm guessing. Uh, Dwan Four maybe. Uh, he had some health issues earlier this season. Maybe he just wants to take it easy. Um, Bredesen, I mean, was he have to prove? I, you know, a dominating game against Bama always helps, but he has nothing really to prove. And same with Runyon. After how Runyon and Mayfield shut down Chase Young, I he proved himself, I would assume, to a lot of NFL teams with that play. You know, I mean, Uche, I guess he could sit out, uh, but after reading his statement when he said he's going to forego his – his uh, senior year, well, he's listed as a senior, but I, I would assume he redshirted his first year. Um, he could sit out as well, but I think he wants to finish out, out on a good note. Um, but if I was going to also say long shots to sit out would be uh, Amory Thomas, but I think Amory Thomas is coming back for his senior year. Uh, Carlo Kemp, I, he needs to have a good game. He needs to show that he can he can do it up against big teams. So if he's got, because I don't know if he's a red shirt, uh, like he's a red shirt senior or whatever. I think I think he still has one more year of eligibility. So I would, if I was Carlo Kemp, I'd want to show up and show out against Alabama. Um, but he could sit out. You know, Shea Patterson's not going to sit out. He needs this game. He needs to show that. That three games, uh, he's on a roll, being a fourth. If he can do, because he has over a thousand yards passing. I don't know if you, if you guys know this, but Shea Patterson in four in three games has had over a thousand yards passing. That's phenomenal. I I know I have been the number one person shitting on Shea Patterson this whole fucking year. Uh, but Jesus, the kid has turned it around. Whatever he's, uh, whatever's going on now, he's killing it. So I think he's going to want to show out. If he can get a win against Alabama, have another 300-yard game and a couple touchdowns, that's going to go a long way to showing some NFL teams that he can play. So I, I think that he'll want to do that. Um, Tariq Black, it wouldn't shock me if he sat out because he, he made comments a long time ago that he wants to go pro and that he's more than likely not going to stay his whole time. But I think that comment was before he before he broke both feet, so he may have a different opinion at this point. I don't see Klee Cuxton sitting out, only because he's that kind of guy. I, I think he's going to play all the way, balls out till the end. Um, that's really about it. But this other question that was sent is uh, there are some rumors that Harbaugh is trying to get Shea to come back because of he only played like three games in his freshman year, I think it was. So that wasn't technically a, uh, you know, he could still redshirt. I hope to God that doesn't happen. And I'll be honest. I 
I hope it doesn't because, like I said, there's some like 25 players that are available to leave this team to go to the NFL or whatever, and a few of them are juniors, but that's, that is a cleansing, right? I mean, we're losing a lot of key players, and a lot of young, a lot of young guys are coming up, and they're, and they, I want our offense to really start to gel for a couple years in a row. So that means whoever wins this job between Run DMC and Milton, I want to be the guy for the next couple years. And I don't want that being derailed by Shea Patterson. No offense to Shea. I I was wrong on Shea Patterson. Well, I wasn't wrong because he played like shit when I was shitting on him. So I was right. But still, he has, I really proved me wrong in the fact that I didn't think he could do it. So I'll admit that, but wow, really looks good now. So he needs to take that and go to the NFL. Leave. Please leave. Uh, God be with you. I hope there's a team that is like we need a six-foot-tall, 200-pound quarterback who can get out there and throw it. He's good on the run, whatever. I don't care. Please go to the NFL, sir. Your time here at Michigan is done. Uh, we thank you for your service. But now it is time for either Run DMC or fucking Joe Milton to take the head and go for it. And we, because we, we got Sanders still. We've got fucking Cornelius Johnson. We've got Giles Jackson. We've got so many young kids. Tariq Black, if he stays, could be our number one guy. We got so many young players eric all at tight end so many young ones that could potentially grow together as a unit and if we have a quarterback that could end up being a joe burrow type i think that's probably going to be milton uh even though i've been a run dnc fan for so long i would love to see him do something i really would he's just so fucking fragile i that's the one thing i worry about but uh I want to see this this unit grow as a team because you got fucking Charbonnet and Haskins and all this youth right now. I don't want some old head in there who's just going to be there for one more season and then we've got to rebuild that that unity again. I don't want that. I don't want. Let's see Shea. Thank you. God bless. Go about your way. Um. So yeah, I don't want Shea Patterson coming back. I just want to start anew and see where we go from there. I the, the cleansing. I'm happy this cleansing's happening. There are some players on here that I still think are mentally weak, so I'd love to see if they could get uh, get somebody in there to kind of toughen these fuckers up. You know, I I had mentioned some things in the last podcast about how you get this team playing together as one, getting them to rely on one another, getting them to understand their position. Uh, just not their position, but I'm saying they're about their position, how it relates to the overall scheme of the defense or offense. And you don't do that when you don't trust your other teammates. And that's where our defense really fucks up. They either get too amped up and they think, I got to make every play. And that's every one of them on that team thinking that. And then they all go to one place they don't they don't do their responsibility they don't do their role and then they get fucked by it or they don't trust one another so Kalik's like I can't trust that he's going to be here at this point so I've got to do it instead of doing his 
responsibility, and that's when things get taken advantage of or get fucked, right? That's my worry, and I think they don't have that. I don't think they have, they don't have that trust in themselves, and you don't get that by just, you know, hanging out. Like, you really need to go through, like, a boot camp type thing. You really need people who are going to drill that shit into you and make you understand that if you fuck up your responsibility, other people lose. And that's how you really get the true idea of a team, of brotherhood, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to do my position the best I can do because if I don't, I let down my team. And that's what I truly don't think this defense has. I thought they did. And I'm. you will go back and you will hear that Penn State on. I really fucking believe they had it. But in true, true test of one's mental makeup is only tested in the hard times, not in any of this horseshit easy time. And I really just thought, I don't know. Ohio State really showed, really pulled back the cover on that. I, I really thought they had it. I really thought they had really turned a corner there. And when the pressure got too heavy, they reverted back to who they were. And that was heartbreaking. So, yeah, uh, that's, I don't know, I rambled on. But, uh, well, that's about it, guys. I think that was the last question. Thank you, Josie, for that question. Um, whew, I don't know, man. I'm excited about, I'm actually kind of excited about this game, this Alabama game. Because, let's face it, if we lose again, fuck, you know, oh, well, right? I mean, it's not going to be the end of end of the world it'll just be just another disappointing season at the end of it all just like we've been used to so i mean if we're already used to this shit let's hope for the best possible result right so i'm excited to see if they can do that it would be nice to see them fucking end this season on a good note i think it would help immensely going into the next season because in 2015 when we won our bowl game and we won convincingly against florida i believe the next season, 2016, started off quick, fast, positive. And that was the best year we had to beat Ohio State, too. You know? So I that's what I like to see. Because you let two really disappointing losses sit on you for, what, six months? It corrodes. It, it contaminates. It defeats you mentally. And let's face it, man, I know I speak a lot about this, but there's one thing that we don't pay attention to in sports a lot is mental strength, mental acuity, all that kind of stuff, and we don't pay attention to what losses do. We expect these kids to be robots. I still think they should be held accountable. I'm not trying to say we should baby these little babies, these pretty little boys. I don't think that. I think they should be held accountable for their bullshit and that's how you also help make them stronger. So that's where I want to leave it, guys. Thank you so much for always doing this. Uh, for all the people who may have seen this at A2, all the stickers around the campus, I'm glad that you decided to give me a listen. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I can already tell I see a bump in the numbers already. So thank you so much for everybody who's constantly getting out the word and uh, word of mouth to give me a listen and really trying to get more and more maniacs out there. I truly appreciate that. You guys have no idea how much that means to me. Um, ultimately, I would love this to be the only job I have. It would be the greatest thing in the world, so that's my goal. But my goal also is to give you the best possible, the most entertaining show I can. I roast people. I make fun of people, but it's all in fun.
Um, cause I, this ask my son, I constantly bust his balls and I love him more than anything on this earth. And I've criticized him and I love him more than I love myself. So I think that's just how I grew up being an Italian and being in, uh, the like second oldest and oldest depending on which part of the family you you talk to uh out of all these boys you had to grow up tough you had to grow up rough and where i grew up it wasn't you know it's no harlem or anything you know or south central but it was hard enough you know especially on an awkward little boy like who i was so you, you had to learn how to have a thick skin that's all so i make fun of the people i care about if I don't talk about you and I d try not to say anything about you, uh, it's because I really hate you. <laughs> more than likely. So thank you guys always. I appreciate everything you guys do for me every day. And if I can give back, I will. Um, uh, just, you know, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.